0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want you to turn with me, if you get got your Bible with you, to Numbers 14 and verse 1. And I want to talk to you today about tuning out other voices. We have a decision in life when it comes to faith. The Bible says, the just shall live by faith. But there's always two voices speaking. There's always uh, the voice of faith and what the Word of God says. And then there's the voice of of doubt and unbelief and what the circumstances say. And really the Bible talks about this, how the flesh and the spirit war. Because when you when you deal with the senses, you know, when we talk about science, if you re, science is actually the accumulation of knowledge through the five senses. So that's why science doesn't know how to contact God. Science doesn't know about God. Science doesn't believe in God. Science believes in intelligent design. Science believes in all this order that was put in, but science can't grasp God because science is using senses to grasp a spirit. God is a spirit. You don't grasp him through the senses. He doesn't communicate through people's senses. He communicates to their spirit. And as we worship him in spirit, we, we that's how you contact God. So it, it won't make sense to the sense man, the five senses man. God will never make sense. But to us who are spiritual people, it, it makes the most sense. It's because we've contacted God with our spirit. They're, they're, it's like... It's like Tasting food, it's like trying to taste food with no yeah n- no sense of taste, right? You're just not going to get the full picture. You're not going to get any of the picture. People, you know, people who don't have a sense of smell, don't taste food like they should, and so people are going at searching for the meaning of life. So science can tell you maybe what people can science can tell you what a, um uh, science can tell you what an atom looks like, but they can't tell you the meaning for life, the meaning for man, the meaning for creation. But anyway, voice of the senses, voice of the spirit. Numbers 14, 1. And all the congregation, actually, excuse me, Numbers 13, 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Send men, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall you send a man, every one a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran, all those men who were heads of the children of Israel. And these were their names. And I'm going to scroll down here to verse 17, And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan, and unto them, and said unto them, get, go, get you up this way southward, and go up into the mountain, and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes, so they went up and searched the land. And then verse 25, and they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel and unto the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, we came unto the land where you sent us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Here we have a simple command from God. Send people to spy it out. I've given you this land. He wasn't saying send people to spy it out to see if this is the land that you're able to take. He said, this is the land I've given you, but go search it out. And so th- the spies went in knowing, the Lord has said, because Moses would have known, hey, the Lord has said, he's given us this land, go spy it out. So here they go, 12 of them, they go out and search. And they come back, and they come back after searching, and they bring the uh, the fruit. And here you have 10 people out of the twelve. Who's the, this? Is what they say. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And then, verse thirty. Here you have one of the two people of faith. There's Caleb and Joshua. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, us let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it." But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched under the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search, it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come out of the giants, and we were on our own side as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. And then 14.1. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God that we had died in the wilderness. So you have, here we have these people that go and, and, and test out the land, right? They go and they, um, they go and spy out the land. And you have, you have the ones who, who are people of faith. You have the ones that were uh, really Caleb. Um, that comes back and says, hey, we're well able, let us go in and and possess the land at once. He wasn't saying that because he thought that their armies were bigger. Their armies were smaller than all of these nations they were going into. But they, they were saying, he was saying that because of the simple fact that God said, the same God that brought them out of Egypt, the same God that crossed the Red Sea, the, 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 that same God said, this land is yours. So he looked and said, God's on our side, let's go now. We've waited long enough, but here they have the 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 two voices. The voice that you choose to listen to in life will determine how far you go in life. If you're if you listen to the voice of failure, if you listen to the voice of lack, if you listen to the voice of your family upbringing, if you listen to the voice of controversy, if you listen to the voice of your past mistakes, if you if you tune into the voice of doubt, if you tune into the voice of fear. You'll always be limited to where God can take you. But if you decide, bless God, the Bible is for me. I'm tuning out other voices and I'm tuning into the word of God. If the word said health is mine, bless God, health is mine. If the word said uh, that wealth and riches will be in my house in Psalm 112, then bless God, wealth and riches shall be in my house. Maybe somebody else's, but my house. If the word says in Proverbs 10:22 that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it, then bless God, I'm rich and I'm getting richer. I'm strong and I'm getting stronger. Lord, if you said you are my strength, then Lord, I'm strong. Lord, if you said you love me and you bless me and multiply me, then bless God, I'm multiplied. You you begin to tune into what the word of God says and refuse to believe any evidence from what your eyes see. Lord, you said you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drop fatness. Lord, this is the end of the year. Lord, crown it with your goodness. I see, I see an increase in the last the last day and d- days of this year. I see a total turnaround financially. I see increase. I see healing. I see breakthrough. You tune out the voices of doubt. You tune out the voices of, well, you know, I came from a family that wasn't very well off. It doesn't matter. The Bible says God is no respecter of persons. The Bible actually says that God looks for the foolish, uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So if you came from a family that was uh, broke, you qualify to be one of those ones that God, the foolish things of the world that God will use and set you up, diligent people set you up in a place of blessing to confound the wise. But what voice are you listening to? Peter said, when Jesus walked on the water, he said, if that's you, then bid me come. And, and Jesus said, come. And he began to walk on the water. But what happened? He didn't tune out the other voices. You know, he was walking on the water in the middle of a storm. The fact is he was walking on the water, but then he started to look at the storm and he became afraid because of the storm. And so when he took his eyes off Jesus and put his eyes on the storm, then the storm became a greater reality. And so what do we do? We tune out the other voices. We say, I don't care what the doctor's report is. I care what King Jesus' report is. I'm tuning out the other voices. I'm not listening to what these other voices say. I'm not listening to what these things have to say. I'm not listening to the, to the report for what's ahead. I'm listening to what the Word of God says. I'm listening that the Lord's opening doors for me. Oh, you know, my industry suffering because of covid well, Lord, you've got a better opportunity for me. Lord, I thank you. I'm leaving this job and I'm getting a better one. You you, you look to say, I'm hooked up with God. And so because I'm hooked up with God, things are going to go my way. You don't live at the same standard of the unbeliever. Some, some people have never been able to get themselves to expect anything, but just, oh, you know, life's difficult and things are hard and, you know, things happen and, and, uh, Crap happens. And so you just deal with it and try to have a good attitude. That's not the way for the Christian. The Bible says, if you obey him and you serve him, you'll spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. You didn't hook up with God to sink. You hooked up with God to soar. God doesn't diminish people. God promotes people. God, looks, God lifts the, the poor man out of the dunghill. Find the scripture verses. And tune out the other voices. Let the word become a part of you. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom and understanding. You tune into the voice of the word of God. You tune into the voice of prosperity. You tune into the voice of healing. You tune into the voice of, 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 uh, uh, of doing exactly what God, fulfilling what God has called you to do. And you tune out the other voices. The same thing happened with Abraham in Romans 4. Let's turn there. Romans four seventeen. One of my favorite passages, Romans 4, 17, and it says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God who quickens the dead and called those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was Listen to what he's tuning out. His own body tuned it out. I don't care that I'm 100, almost 100 years old. The word of God is greater than my body. The same God who created this earth is good enough to resurrect this body. He considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to perform." You know, every miracle, every testimony, every healing, every, every every testimony that comes, there's three witnesses. There's there's the what the Word of God says. The Word says, by His stripes you have been healed. The Word says, He who His own self bore our sins in His body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. And then there's the witness of the pain or the ailment. There's your body that's saying, hey, I know that scripture says that, but... You, you know this pain's intense or this thing's gone on for years. and then there's the third witness, which is you and you choose which one you side with. your pain is talking and the word is talking. your the pain doesn't have doesn't have power to change the word, but the word has power to change the pain. But what do you say? Well you know I've just had this thing for a while. you know I've just learned to live with it and you and you reject the word of God. Or you say, bless God, I'm the healed of the Lord, not by might, nor by power, by my spirit, says the Lord, I'm healed. I thank you, Lord. I believe I've received my healing. Lord, I've received my healing. I am healed. Lord, I praise you because you're Jehovah Rapha. Lord, I hold fast to your word. Your word is part of me. Lord, healing is the children's bread. I'm not letting this thing go. I'm not running through my life sick and broke and disgusted. Lord, I'm I'm, I'm healed because healing is the children's bread. You hold fast to the Word, and the Word, you'll have what the Word says you have. You hold fast to what the Bible says, the promise of God, and it'll produce in your life. That pain will go. But you choose to believe the Word of God. With every miracle, there's, a, there's, there's those three witnesses. There's, you, there's the, the Word. There's the pain or the contrary circumstance when it comes to blessing. Yeah, I know. The word says he crowns the year with his goodness and his past drop fatness, but you know, it's it a COVID year, it's a pandemic, you know, it's like many things are suffering. No. I side with the Bible. I believe the Bible and every other voice just needs to shut up. It's like Jesus when, when he met Jairus, and I'll wrap up with this. Iris met, met him and said, please come, my daughter's lying at the point of death. And then the servant, on his way back, the servant met him and said, don't bother trouble the master anymore. She's dead. And Jesus turned to him and said, don't be afraid, only believe. Don't listen to the voice of fear. I don't care if it's stage four. Don't listen to the voice of fear. Listen to the voice of the word of God. Let that become your reality. Tune out the other voices. and Listen to the voice of God. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.